This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Right now that time, 817, you're tuned to WGNS on this Thursday morning. Today, May 13th, and in studio with us from the law offices of John Day, Laura Baker is here. Laura, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. So what do you do at the John Day Law Firm? Well, I'm one of our six attorneys at our law firm, and I've been uh, working with John for just about 15 years now doing personal injury cases. So that's that's a pretty good while. You've probably seen a lot of craziness over those years. Yes, absolutely. Seen a lot of cases, helped a lot of people, and taught John a lot about <laughs> the law. <laughs> so, so what are, I mean, looking back over those 15 years, what are some of the cases that you just kind of look back and say, what in the world happened there? You know, I've seen a lot of cases helped a lot of people with anything from car wreck cases to wrongful death. Um, We handle medical negligence cases, professional liability cases, but the ones that kind of stick out in my mind over the years are the cases where people have suffered an injury because they have slipped and fallen at a business or tripped and fallen um, and had a horrible injury because of some dangerous condition on a property. You know, I think we've all seen TV shows and movies where you have the character in the movie purposely slip and fall, maybe in a business, in a government office, wherever it may be. But there are also probably just for every fake injury there's a million other real injuries where people really did have an accident that's absolutely right and i think it's so unfortunate when you see those you know viral videos and stories on the internet about people faking this type of injury because there are people out there who truly have real injuries because a business or property owner hasn't made sure to keep things safe for the people that they have as customers and clients and invite onto their property. Yeah, and and there are so many hazards out there, it seems like, and I'm sure that's always been the case, but there are a lot of hazards out there when you talk about, let's say, for example, a grocery store where somebody who works there may have dropped something off, you know, an aisle of, of Cokes and fizzy waters and whatever else, and next thing you know, you have a mess and you also have a slick floor. But those things happen where they don't clean it all up, a customer comes in and slips on it. That's exactly right. And I think when people think about slip and fall accidents, that's sort of the classic example is slipping on something at a grocery store. And what I've found over the years and talking to lots of people who've called our law firm for help is that people think that if you slip on something in a grocery store, the grocery store is automatically going to be responsible for it. But the law is a little bit more complicated than that. So how does it actually pan out? I mean, let's say you are in a store and there is something that somebody has left on the floor. Maybe even a previous customer dropped something and caused, you know, an obstacle. And then somebody falls over it and breaks a leg or an arm. What happens in those situations? So under the law, anyone who's running a business or or owns a property and there's something dangerous on the property, in order to hold them accountable or hold them responsible for an injury, 
you either have to prove as the injured person either that the the grocery store or the business caused the condition or caused the spill so an employee like you said spilling something on the floor or in the case of let's say a customer spilling something on the floor you have to prove that the store either knew about it an employee walked by it or they could see it on surveillance or that they should have known about it if they were acting responsibly you know, th- this kind of reminds me of the whole pothole scenario on interstates and roadways in different cities. From what I've read, a lot of cities will pay for damage to a vehicle if they hit a pothole. And if the, the biggest if is, has that pothole already been reported? And then if it has been reported and the city didn't fix it in a timely manner, then it's their responsibility. So it's very similar, it sounds like. It is very similar. And so there's two types of notice that's what we're really talking about the city in your example has noticed that there's a pothole you can have notice because you actually see it or you're told about it or because it's just been there long enough that you should have known if you were doing what you were supposed to do as a responsible business owner you know so many businesses today they've got security cameras everywhere in their store outside their store does a security camera hurt that business in cases where somebody does have an accident? I don't think it does. I think that uh, I prefer there to be video surveillance because if a business is going to say, gosh, that spill just happened, you know, three seconds before the customer came and walked by and slipped in it, that's going to be a tough case for us. And I'd like to know that before we go off suing somebody. (laughs) Um, And I'm sure the business would like to know that so they can defend the case. When people hear about lawsuits, some people, you know, get that thought in their head, well, so-and-so is just suing for money. They shouldn't be doing that. But there are a lot of cases where, you know, the person, the victim in the case is really totally faultless. I, I mean, numerous times, I'm sure that is a situation. And if you have piling up medical bills because of that accident you had, there's no reason why you should personally pay it because you're not the one that caused the accident. That's right. And also, for the most part, whether you're talking about a slip and fall at a business or even a car wreck, people have paid over the years to have insurance for that very scenario. So even if you're pursuing a claim against another driver or against a business, chances are it's really going to be accessing insurance money that people have paid to have in place to take care of these things when somebody does get hurt. Do sometimes businesses, when somebody does have an accident, do sometimes businesses say, you know, well, I'm not going to pay that. Do they sometimes not even think about the fact that they do have insurance to help cover medical costs if somebody does get hurt on their premises? You know, I think at the end of the day, people want businesses and people, they want you to access the insurance if they feel like they're truly responsible for it. Mm-hmm. I do think there's a little human nature. I couldn't have done anything about that or I didn't do that on purpose. But these type of types of cases are not on purpose cases. They're negligence. They're accidents. Accidents happen and that's why we have insurance and, and take care of the harms that we cause. Laura Baker with us this morning from the law offices of John Day. Are there some more memorable cases that you can recall about situations where somebody did have a slip and fall type accident? Yeah, I would have to kind of think back. I've I've got current cases, but um, I'm trying to think back over the years, some of the cases that I've had. Obviously, there have been 
you know, injuries at, at grocery stores. And um, I do have, I had one not too long ago that involved a sliding door um, at a grocery store where the door was closing too quickly. And believe it or not, those things are set so that as you're walking up to a grocery store, it's got a timer to make sure that the door opens and closes without opening or closing on you. That, that would probably hurt if the <laughs> yeah. door closes it can on It can cause fractures and make you have to have surgery. And Wow. Uh, you know, I, probably all of us have been at a business or at an event where we've seen somebody get injured in some way, fall down, trip, uh, you know, whatever the case is. Uh, how important are witnesses to accidents in businesses? I think witnesses are really important um, because you don't have to have a witness, but if you have somebody that has observed an injury or an accident and they don't have any dog in the fight, they're not the person that's going to get sued and they're not the person who is trying to recover compensation, um, their viewpoint is going to be largely accepted by everyone because they they don't have anything to gain. When somebody gets injured in an accident, do they, I mean, when they come to you, do they come to you and, and think about the future as far as, well, you know, I broke my arm. This is going to lead to maybe arthritis down the road. This is going to lead to problems doing X, Y, Z down the road. Are, are they thinking about all those things? Yes, I would say that almost everyone who gives me a call is worried about the future. And, and rightfully so, because in a lawsuit or in an insurance claim, you can't come back and get more compensation later. So if down the road you have to have another surgery or you're gonna have trouble doing your job um, or you're just gonna have some long-term loss of use or loss of motion in an arm, you've got to recover those damages now because it's not like a worker's compensation injury where you have compensation that goes on um, over time. If you need to go back to the doctor, you've got to get it all at once. Yeah, you know, and then you also have the issue of what if the injury occurs to maybe it's your right arm and you do something in the business world with your right hand and therefore you're stuck not being able to do it. Those types of problems arise and, uh, you know, I'm sure that's something you address in the beginning when you take on a new client. It is. Um, you certainly, if it's going to affect your ability to earn money the way that you've earned in the past, then that is part of the compensation that you can seek in a case. What are some of the bigger cases you've seen as far as the end result and what that accident victim was actually paid by the company? Well, I'll say that in, in the bigger cases, you're looking at people who do have lifelong injuries who are going to have more medical treatment in the future, perhaps somebody who has a horrible scar and down the road they're looking at having to have another surgery or procedure to try to make that scar look a little bit better. People who have injuries that keep them from making the same kind of money that they've made before or keep them from working at all. And some of these injuries can be on-the-job injuries as well. I mean, accidents literally happen everywhere. That's right. And for on-the-job injuries, um, you are, for the most part, going to be confined to having a case in workers' compensation against your employer. Unless, for example, you're on the job and some third party comes to your workplace, like maybe a delivery driver comes to drop off a delivery and they run over your leg, you 
you don't only have a workers' compensation claim for that. You also can have a case against the delivery driver and their company. And by the way, folks can text us any questions they may have if they have a legal type question in regards to maybe a slip or fall or some type of accident. You can text us at 615-893-1450 and we'll be happy to ask your question on the air. Again, 615-893-1450 if you have a question for this morning's guest. Right now that time, 829, we're going to take a short break to check on that traffic situation and then we will be right back again with us this morning, Laura Baker from the Law Offices of John Day. Time right now, 830. At Heritage South Community Credit Union, we help when others won't. It's what our members tell us we do every day. Whether it's a loan for a car you need to get to work or saving for the future, let us see if we can help. If you live, work, worship, or attend school in Rutherford, Bedford, or Marshall Counties, you can be a member of Heritage South. Visit our website, heritagesouth.org, to learn more. Insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. You can make a meaningful difference in 2021. Become a foster parent. The pandemic has placed a strain on families in Tennessee and thousands of children are in need of a warm, loving home. If you are interested in opening your home to a young person in need, we can help you start the process. Free informational meetings are held virtually on a regular basis. Contact KidLink at 877-714-1313 or KidLinkServices.com to learn more. That's KidLink, linking kids and families to hope, healing, and trust. Hi, this is Amanda at Animal City. Come see us at 919 Northwest Broad Street here in Murfreesboro. Don't let fleas get the jump on your pet. Stop by Animal City for premium flea and tick protection to keep your pet safe. Here at Animal City, we are longtime pet lovers and pet keepers. We also carry a variety of hard-to-find products for your specialty pets. Come see us and let our 30 years worth of experience be helpful for you. You can find Animal City at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. One of the things when we were looking at trying to craft our menu to help those who are dieting is the side dishes. A lot of times we were so used to eating starches and unhealthy side dishes. In addition to our spinach, which we've had on the menu from the start, we've added zucchini and green beans, but we've also added broccoli. The broccoli is properly steamed so it's not too soft and not too hard. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week at Demas's. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. This is Kim Dunaway from Sunshine Nutrition Center. You hear me on Monday mornings at 720 talking about how to lead a healthier lifestyle. We carry supplements, personal care, and grocery items at both our Murfreesboro and Smyrna locations, family-owned and operated since 1989. Family Staffing Solutions is proud of our local veterans. I'm Becky Bookner, and as life challenges appear, talk with Family Staffing Solutions about how we can help you stay at home. Call Family Staffing Solutions. Family Staffing Solutions. WGNS proudly salutes our U.S. veterans who have served our country. In this salute, we talk to a World War II veteran. American hero, Norm Elzeer. You were on uh, B-24. The Liberator. The Liberator. That's what they called it. Our average mission was seven hours. We were on oxygen seven hours at times. 
there were six gunners on the plane. When we flew four missions, they give us a fifth of whiskey for the whole six, not a piece. We saved them up, and after we flew so many times, they sent us to the Isle of Capri for a week's rest, and that's where we took all our booze. Every time you got in that plane, you didn't know if that was your first time or your last time? Oh, that's for sure. You got pretty hot at times. How many missions would you say you completed? Not 21, but after we come back from the Isle of Capri, we flew three straight days in a row, and the third day we got shot down. That was 21. After you were shot down, how long did it take for you to find safety? We bailed out over Yugoslavia, and it was German held at the time. We landed in uh, friendly areas, the Chetnik people there. They took care of us, and we uh, would be warned in advance that the Germans were on our tail, and they would take off. As far as food and water and food was like scarce. That. Food was scarce. The Germans would come into these villages and take their food. We would go to one village and we would have beans to eat twice a day for two weeks. Another village would be potatoes. I ended up Jonas because we didn't get the right food. That's one of those things. People did the best they could for us. True American norm. Elzir. Have you experienced the nightmare of water, mold, or fire damage? Call Restoration One for a free estimate. Locally and veteran-owned. Fast and available 24-7. Join the Home Health VIP program at Restoration One for disaster prevention. Restoration One, the water damage experts. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. We're Rutherford County's place to talk. Right now that time, 834. Laura Baker with us this morning from the law offices of John Day. So what is it like being an attorney and then, you know, having people come to you and tell you all of their stories, all of their stuff? I mean, that's got to feel kind of awkward at times. You know, it can be awkward, but I'll I'll tell you that it's a really fulfilling role to have to be able to answer people's legal questions and um, and hopefully be able to help them with their case. Um, we don't learn this stuff in school, right? Um, we don't learn how insurance works. Most people don't even know how much insurance they have. They know they've got it, um, but they don't know how it would play out if they were to get injured or they were to accidentally hurt someone else. And I guess businesses, they have a certain cap with their insurance. You know, their insurance will only pay X amount of dollars or up to X amount of dollars for an injury. So I guess that's something else that you have to take into consideration whenever you're taking on a case. That's true. And of course, with businesses, maybe they have other assets or profits that can help cover them beyond their insurance coverage. But we certainly do have to take into account the available insurance because that's going to be your first line of recovery for anyone's injuries. So if somebody is injured in a business and they file a lawsuit, they win the case, can they really take somebody's business? Because you always hear people say stuff like that. You know, I don't want to lose my business to getting sued for this or for that. I mean, that's a really good and kind of complicated question, but it would really depend on the financial stability of that business um, and whether or not they they do have actual assets to to take. Um, and um, and I would say that 
that would probably depend on whether or not the business is able to reach a settlement before that point to take into account that. Um, whenever we have a business that's on the other side and they don't have enough insurance to cover something, a lot of times we'll work with the business to understand their financial position and we certainly wouldn't want to it doesn't help anybody for them to bankrupt if that makes sense well i would think the client would ultimately lose in that if that were to happen exactly so you want to look at that financial stability and whether or not there is anything to recover beyond the insurance and then so many businesses that are in retail that you know maybe even in the service industry they work off lines of credit too so therefore their inventory may not even be paid for because there are working off a line of credit. That's right. So those are, I guess, all things you have to look at. Absolutely. And interestingly, um, in Tennessee, unlike some other states in the country, we, a litigant or a person who's been injured, they're not actually entitled to ever know the other party's insurance coverage <laughs> until there is a judgment against them or until they voluntarily tell you how much coverage they have. Is that true in other states? I mean, do in other states, do attorneys know going into the case, well, this business has up to a million dollars in insurance to offer? Yes, some other states do allow you to, we call it discover or learn the other party's insurance coverage. Our state just doesn't allow it. Is that good or bad once it hits the courtroom? You know, I think it it cuts both ways. I think some sometimes businesses or individuals are worried that if the other side knows how much insurance they have, that they will consider the case more valuable. Um, the way we look at it is your case has a value for the amount of compensation you should get regardless of the other side's insurance coverage. And I'm sure there's some injury cases out there where they have easily you know two three hundred thousand dollars in medical bills and then on top of that they may be out of work for up to a year or even the rest of their life that's right there can be catastrophic injuries and and i think i can't think of a client i have that wouldn't say i would give back this injury i would give back that money to not have had this injury what about homeowners and having homeowners insurance and let's say somebody gets injured on your private property so under your homeowner's coverage, you would probably have what's called medical payments coverage, which would be, you know, five, maybe $10,000 to cover people's medical bills, regardless of whether or not there was something dangerous on your property. You also have liability coverage. Um, I'd say most policies have at least $100,000 of coverage for your liability. I think the standard is really 300000 So if somebody does get injured on your personal property, maybe a friend brings breaks an arm, gets bit by your dog. What do you need to do? I mean, do, is the first thing that you do is call your insurance company after it happens? Absolutely. Um, you want to report it to your insurance so that they can get involved right away and coordinating with you and reaching out to the, the person who's hurt and their attorney if they have an attorney. Um, and ultimately, if you're a homeowner and you get sued your homeowner's insurance will actually hire a lawyer for you. Hmm. Now, I know whenever you have a car accident, if you know it's your fault and you hit somebody else and then obviously your insurance company covers the cost of the other person's vehicle and repairs and everything, I do not usually find out what my insurance company ended up paying, what my insurance company did ultimately. Is that also true in these you know medical cases where somebody gets injured on your property? Yeah, I would say 
as the person who's insured by the insurance company, if you want to know how the case ends up or how much is paid out on a claim, I think that they would tell you that. Um, but otherwise, as long as your insurance company covers it within your policy and they don't come looking for for any money out of your bank account, um, they may not make it a point to come around and tell you what they paid. You know, I, I think it's a good thing that you can stay out of it, you know, especially if it's a friend that gets injured or something. Uh, but it's good that the insurance company handles all that for you. And I'm sure they have lawyers who are talking with the lawyers on the other side in a lot of cases. That's true. Now, of course, if the case does not get resolved with the insurance company and a lawsuit has to be filed, you will be in it. You will be the defendant because under Tennessee law, you can't sue the insurance company directly. So if I get injured on your property and and your homeowners comes in and we negotiate and we don't get it resolved, then then the case will be against you. Again, we're talking with Laura Baker from the law offices of John Day. If anybody, I don't know, has a potential case where they were injured and they want to find out what they can do, how much time do they have before they you know, can't call you anymore to take it to court? <laughs> That can be a somewhat complicated question, but generally speaking, in Tennessee, there is a one-year statute of limitations, which means that no later than the one-year anniversary of the incident that you got injured in, um, you've got to have that lawsuit filed. And these are civil cases. They're not criminal cases. And the courts, I guess, are a little different in the way they actually handle the case. Uh, And obviously, the biggest difference is there wasn't an arrest made. That's correct, although we do have cases from time to time where there is an arrest made, but there is still also the opportunity to pursue a civil case and to recover more compensation than you can get in criminal court. In criminal court, you can get um, get some reimbursement of expenses ordered as part of, of a criminal sentence um, or a plea agreement, but, um, but civil damages are a little bit broader than what you can get there. Have you ever come across a case where maybe an employee at a business purposely does something to injure a customer or a client? I can't think of of a case that I've had where there was an employee of a business that intentionally hurt someone. Um, That would certainly be a little bit different of a scenario than an accident or some kind of negligence. And, you know, we've all heard on national news at one point or another, maybe a fast food worker puts something in the food and the customer eats it, gets sick. So those types of things do happen. I I guess they're just thankfully rare. I would think that that scenario is rare, although we have helped and talked to a lot of people who have gone to a restaurant and maybe the chicken was still raw and it made them sick and they got salmonella and had to go to the hospital or um, there was some sort of E. coli outbreak um, in food that was served or it wasn't kept up to temperature. Are those basically the same as a slip and fall case i mean i guess that's still an injury right it's still an injury it's a different different scenario than a slip and fall case of course um it it would involve usually the health department coming in and saying that somebody wasn't keeping the food up to temperature or washing their hands it seems like that'd be hard to prove it can be hard to prove it's certainly more complex than um, than trying to prove a slip and fall to show that the food wasn't kept to temperature do you have expert i don't know people who 
experts on slipping and falling <laughs> come in and, and, and talk before the jury? You can have experts in slip and fall cases. Um, I've seen them more often hired by the insurance companies um, to say that the injured person should have seen it or the injured person's the one who wasn't looking or didn't pay attention. Do insurance companies still have investigators who go out and they'll video the person who supposedly was injured, but they'll video them doing maybe, I don't know, push-ups in the front yard when their back is supposedly broken? And yet, I mean, there is definitely the right to go out and do surveillance on people. And unfortunately, I'm sure there are times where people who are injured are able to do more than the, than they say that they can do. I have fortunately never had a client who's been under surveillance and uh, been caught not doing their what their doctor says to do. <laughs> the day of social media, that, that has had to have put a damper on some of the cases you've seen because... People write everything on social media. They'll post their life story, and a lot of times they probably shouldn't. How has that hurt cases that you've seen? Yeah, social media is a tricky thing. Whenever you have been injured and your first reaction isn't, I'm going to go have a lawsuit, right? Your first reaction is, I'm hurt. And as as social media has become more prolific, we like to report on our lives to the world. Um, so it's a rare case these days where there isn't some sort of social media about what happened and that goes both ways by the way if someone gets in a really bad wreck and hurts someone uh i can't tell you how many times i've seen that you know beat up vehicle and some social media post about the horrible wreck that they caused you know it seems like that's almost the first thing that somebody will do if if they're in a car wreck the first thing they do is post a picture at the accident scene then they post a picture in the hospital i mean People are really into, I guess, telling others what has happened to them. And that's not always the best thing to do. Yeah, it's it's not always the best thing to do, honestly, because after the shock of an accident and in particular a car wreck, you know, your adrenaline's pumping and um, and maybe you are posting in haste. But I also think that it's fine for people to share that they were hurt and if you have nothing to hide you have nothing to hide yeah how often or or maybe i don't know maybe this is not something that the law firm does but i know you represent a lot of victims in cases but what about the commercial side the you know the side of the business do you ever represent that business whenever they are faced with a lawsuit that is similar to what we've been talking about a slip and fall incident involving a customer now, our practice is, is focused on helping people that have been hurt. Um, I can't say we've never represented a business. We do some business litigation, but we don't, um, we don't typically do the defense side of these claims. Yeah, because you're focused, and, and I'm sure that says a lot. You, when you're focused on one subject, you're probably more of an expert in that case, in, in that subject, whatever the subject may be. So that makes total sense. Okay. How often do you get phone calls of people who said that they were injured at a business i mean is this an everyday thing for y'all we get an awful lot of phone calls um i mentioned to you while we were off the air a few minutes ago that with the pandemic people are getting back out into the world and um there certainly was a time period where we were in lockdown and you know people weren't driving to work and um and so that was good for people 
um, to kind of stay out of the fray. But as people get back out there, we are seeing more and more um, people calling in. If you're on some type of medication, if you're intoxicated when an injury occurs, but yet you want to file a lawsuit against whatever business it is where the accident occurred, are you going to be successful? I mean, because it seems like if you're intoxicated, you you kind of may have caused a lot of what happened. Yeah, I think that um, that anytime drugs or alcohol are involved, um, that's always going to give the injured person a little bit of a leg up because if the other person is uh, not in their right mind or um, completely sober, then um, there's always going to be that extra question about their cause of the injury. You know, and that brings me to a whole different, I don't know, case, if you would, what about the cases where a restaurant overserves a customer alcohol and then they leave and get into an accident? Is there liability there? I mean, did the business know what they were doing and should they have stopped? Uh, under under Tennessee law, yes. If a business overserves a person who's obviously intoxicated um, and they're just getting more and more intoxicated and the business continues to serve them, yes, there can be liability. Same for serving someone who is a minor. Um, if you can, if you don't ID them and um, and make sure that you're not serving minors, then the business can be responsible for that. That's why we have ABC licenses, is because anyone who's serving alcohol needs to be trained on um, the signs of intoxication and also on making sure you're serving people who are old enough to drink. Yeah, and and minors are, you know, historically speaking, you always hear about minors being served alcohol, sold alcohol. In a lot of college towns, in towns where you have a lot of bars next to a college campus, it seems like that is almost the norm these days. You know, I it's been a long time since I was in college, <laughs> but I and so I'm probably um, speaking um, uneducatedly about this. But I feel like with IDs and stuff, maybe it's gotten a little bit harder to pass a fake ID than maybe it was back in the day, but. Um, but you got to check. Um, and if, if a bar in a college town or a college campus isn't checking, then I think there's always going to be that risk. How important is it for a business owner to sit down with his employees and talk about what to do if somebody does get hurt while here at the business? I think it's really important um, for business owners to talk to their employees and make sure that they have good policies and procedures for how to prevent injuries, how to be aware and stay aware of conditions on the property, um, you know, monitoring the aisles of a grocery store to make sure a customer hasn't spilled something. Those are all good practices to avoid people getting hurt and avoid ending up in a lawsuit. You know, and there's something to be said about cleanliness of a business because I've been in some businesses and they're actually cluttered. I mean, there's some businesses that are just cluttered with inventory, cluttered with stuff, and it does look like a risk. It does look like an accident waiting to happen. It does. Um, And I've helped a number of people who have gone to business where the aisleway has been cluttered and that's caused, you know, maybe an employee to knock into someone or caused a fall. Um, Does a business have to have insurance? Is there a state law that requires businesses to have some type of insurance in place if somebody gets hurt? There's not a state law necessarily, but if you're leasing property, maybe your property manager or uh lesser um, requires you to have it 
Um, there's not a law, though, that requires you to have it. With car insurance, we know that there is a state law that tells you you have to have car insurance, but nobody's checking unless and until you get into that wreck. Yeah, and I saw Tennessee was like number five on the list for motorists driving without car insurance. Yes, we have a large number of, of Tennessee drivers who don't have car insurance at all, and even more who have um, insufficient insurance. The state minimum is $25,000. Uh, per person that's for liability um so if you get hurt in a car wreck and you go to take an ambulance ride and you go to the hospital right there you're going to have bills of thousands of dollars and if someone only has twenty five thousand dollars of insurance coverage you maybe end up in that situation where there's not enough have you been in cases where you have you know helped file a lawsuit against a business where the business didn't have insurance well, we don't we don't necessarily know whether a business has insurance or not. So I'm sure I do have cases where I've filed against a business and they may not have it. But since they're not required to tell me about it or tell me how much coverage they have, um, I certainly don't always know. You know, that would be really sad for, you know, the victim in a case if they have fifty, sixty thousand dollars in medical bills and then come to find out the business didn't have any insurance to cover or help cover those costs. I mean, that could really destroy a business. Well, it can destroy a person, too, who's been hurt and has yeah. horrible injuries and medical bills and no money out there to pay for it. Yeah, and you do hear about cases where somebody suffered whatever traumatic injury it was. They had to file bankruptcy in the end after getting all the help they got because they didn't have any funds to cover any of it. That's right. Um, it certainly it puts people in a really bad financial spot. And I'll tell you this, while you're injured and getting better from it and while your claim is pending, nobody's paying for your, the business isn't paying for your medical bills. The insurance company isn't going to pay for your medical bills. And so if you can't work and make money and meet those, um, those expenses, then it can be a really difficult situation to be in if you're injured. You know, it, it's scary when you look at the whole picture. I mean, there is a lot of negativity that can come about a single slip and fall case that is true yep and that's why you know you asked me earlier about talking to people who've been injured and I feel like um, it is very fulfilling work because nobody knows the ins and outs of this until you're in the situation and so helping people work through those issues and find short-term solutions to long-term problems um, and then ultimately helping with getting compensation for their injury that's um, I find that very fulfilling work. Laura Baker with us this morning from the law offices of John Day. And we're already out of time because I've got one last break to get to. And that's going to take us up to the top of the hour. But if anybody wants to maybe ask you a question off air, wants to uh, see about pursuing a potential case, what do they need to do? Well, um, firstly, we have an office right here in Murfreesboro, and um, we are over on Medical Center Parkway across from the hospital. Um, Our phone number is 615-867-9900. And then, of course, we're on the um, internet, johndaylegal.com. Sounds good. Again, Laura Baker with us this morning from the law offices of John Day. Laura, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Time right now, 8.56. We do have more news, including local news, followed by C. CBS News coming up in just a minute. We'll also take a look at that forecast. Time right now, again, 8.56. Sunny this afternoon, high in the upper 60s. Tonight, mainly clear, low 42. High of 72 on Friday, lots of sun. Saturday, high of 78. 
I'm meteorologist Laura Lockwood on News Radio WGNS. Right now, 48. You can make a meaningful difference in 2021. KidLink Community Services is currently seeking foster parents in your area. KidLink provides free training and certification. Contact KidLink today at 877-714-1313 or kidlinkservices.com.